This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now we are ready. Now we have a, a new season, new players, new hope, all of that crap. Uh, we got the Blue Testament crew in the studio tonight, a packed studio. Um, four of us are here tonight. Uh, my name is Cody Bradley. I'm Allie Trost. Robert Russert. Thad Bell. All right. Um, let's just uh, jump into the off-season recap here uh, for the departures uh Biggest ones that come to mind are obviously Benny Fellhaber and uh, Latif Blessing. Thad, I, I imagine Benny is your... Yeah, I, I'm not sure how many times I've said this now to people, but <laughs> <laughs> Benny is probably the biggest loss. Uh, just what he could do on the field when he was healthy, um, the the presence he had, the willingness, the candor, um, the fact he hated RSL, you know, made him dear to most of our hearts in just that. Uh, different hairstyles, all that. So he'll be very missed. Um, Rocker romantic. Yeah. Benny kept it real. Yeah. Exactly. He's yeah. always willing to say what he was on his mind, um, except for some of the national team stuff. And anyway, I, I mean, I wish him well, but I'm thinking he's showing his age and he'll have some good games out for L.A. Who else are we missing desperately? I'm missing Latif. I'm not just for his dancing ability, but just because I mean, you know, he's impressed a lot with LAFC in the preseason, and uh, he just brings a dynamic 
and that uh, just character out there in the field that they were going to miss a little bit. That's one thing I'm worried about with this team. Maybe we talk about it later. I don't know, but the identity. You know, what what is the identity, the personality of this team? Has Latif scored for LA? Uh, I believe he has. Yeah. Yeah. Was the the one game that I was looking at, it was uh, very similar to a sporting game. They shot and they shot and they shot. Matter of fact, I think he I think he scored uh, the last game. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree with Bob. I think Latif brought a ton of energy to the field and on and off the field too. You know, you got his dance moves, you got <laughs> speed, like unmatched speed on the field. So it'll be a uh, it'll be weird without him. But uh, jumping into some of the additions that we have, I think we have some new speed. And hopefully some new energy coming on this season. So. Uh, yeah, we should also probably mention the, the departures that no one really minds that much. Dykstra, for instance, isn't going to be missed too hard. Uh, Sony Mustavar is gone. I actually am sad about that one. But Ilya obviously locked that position down. Uh, and then Suni Saad is, is another one that you can forget about very easily. That briefly was Ouch. a fan favorite. Um. Okay, yeah, let's just do. Uh, let's just jump into um, the arrivals, the biggest ones: Quaze, Gutierrez, Russell, and uh, uh, we'll see if Shelton is is a starter. How big of an addition that he is? Uh, Ali, who are you most excited about of those of those big additions? Yeah, I mean, despite his current injury with the uh, hip contusion, uh, Kyrie Shelton, I think, is going to bring a lot of much needed. Energy, speed, and just really, hopefully, some goal scoring up top this season. But again, that's going to be uh, really dependent on his health and how soon he uh, he'll be ready to give it 100. percent Yes, just goals, please. please. <laughs> exactly, that's that's the word. That that is the word. Goals, onion bag, whatever you want to call it. Put it in there. Uh, Thad, who are you ready to see the most? Probably Felipe Gutierrez. Felipe from now on, I guess. Yeah. Um, he, I think as he continues to get used to the team and the team gets used to him, I think you'll see him do some pretty good things. Um, he may not be the true number 10 that we've looked for, but he can play pretty much anywhere in the midfield. He has a quality that is probably at least as good as anybody else on the team, if not considerably better. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting with him. Like a lot of the way this team plays is going to go – around, you know, where he likes to be on the field. It's definitely the dynamic of the team is going to be different without Benny Fellhaber, a new a new maestro in there. But uh, I'm definitely, he's, he's one that I'm most excited about too. And the one that I didn't feel I got a very good sense of in the off season either. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm very interested in him. Uh, Russell is probably the one I'm most excited about though. Uh, because you two look alike, or <laughs> <laughs> you do a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, right. okay. I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> he's a handsome he guy. He seems to have like a uh, like a fire. Uh, I like the you know I like a guy and you know grinding it out in the second tier of England. Like I, I'm I'm just I'm really excited to see what he what he can bring to this league. He's looked good in the preseason too. I think a little uh, bit times we've seen. Last game he did. The yeah. First couple of runouts, jet lag and not a lot of time and not knowing the team yeah. very well. But the last game he pretty much owned. Uh, they're right back. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say he has this like swag and confidence about him. So I think that's you know, having that mindset going into, you know, a new team, it's gonna be really helpful in him starting off strong. And Scottish forwards have been good for Kansas City in the past. Indeed, indeed. Um we've got we got some other additions there, but we can talk about them as we get go through the other parts of the lineup. 
Uh, let's just let's take a quick look at keepers. Obviously, Tim Melia is going to be starting again. We got our boy, signed him to a three-year deal, and then there's also a club option for 2021. Uh, it's very good to see. I, I'm, I'm happy for him as a human and a player for that. You know, the the path that he's taken, that he that he got this contract, and it's good for the team. Obviously, that we've locked this position down. Uh, so that's very good. The the question behind him is is the backup. Uh, Dijkstra is gone, so we've got Zendejas obviously going to step up. But he was many thought he was the backup last year. Uh, we brought in Eric Dick. But so the question is, what do we if we think Dijkstra or if we think Zendejas is our backup, then does he sit on our bench, or who gets low? Who who's going to be getting regular playing time for the Rangers? What do you think, Bob? I would think that would have to be uh, Eric Dick, just because you know Zendejas got that experience last year, and now he needs to move up to the to the second team, and I think that's what the staff's comfortable with, you know. So uh, get Dick down to the Swill Park Rangers and uh, Zendejas in the backup. Yeah, we were we talked about that a little in the. You know, in our in our Slack group, that we're all very curious as to what Zendejas has to say about this whole situation. Uh, obviously, the way this team media trains people, we'll never get a real answer out of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that'll that'll be definitely something to keep an eye on this year. What what they do if they you know loan them back and forth to see who can get some playing time, or, or you know, I gotta imagine that uh, Zendejas is gonna get the open cup starts and things like that. You would think, yeah. Uh, all right, moving on, defenders. Um, the addition we didn't talk about earlier was uh, uh, Emiliano Amor. Um, we're, let's try to figure out where he fits into the depth chart here for center backs. Um, what do you think about that, Allie? I mean, it's just, as far as center backs go, when you have Beasler and Opara there, there's really, you know, they're going to be playing majority of the minute. But uh, I think he's, you know, he's young, he's inexperienced, we're talking about Emiliano, but I think he'll he'll see some time as far as, you know, wing backs go. I think Jalen Lindsay is gonna be, you know, quite a force. He played really well in the preseason, so I'm excited to see what he has to bring to our defensive line. Yeah, I think uh I think Jalen Lindsay I think the general consensus among our crew here is that Jalen Lindsay is uh the number two right back. Um, he did look good in, in the in the off season or in the in the preseason, and uh, but you got to think if he is the number two, he's probably going to be sent down to get regular playing time. Is that is that what we think? He's going to be an SBR guy. I think he has to be because I'm sorry guys, but MSL MLS preseason and MLS are vastly different animals. Quite. Yeah, and um, for someone so young too. Right. I think that's why Brad Evans is there. One big reason, of course, to back up Opar and Beasler. But, uh, yeah, Lindsay did look good, and I'm not you know, trying to put him down, but uh, he needs that experience and be able to prove it at the, at the higher level consistently, and, and it'll take time. Dad, you have um, on the depth chart for center backs, after our two starters, you have Evans first, and then Amr Didich, and then Amor. Uh, I would like to see... Amore gets some playing time this year. It is MLS. You got to have three people that can start. And like you said, Bob, I'm, that's why Brad Evans is here. But the, I guess the question with him is obviously his age and his form at the current time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First, he has to get healthy before we can even really peg him at any spot. But uh, I mean.
meaning when he's healthy, he can at least fill in about three different spots. So he's a great guy to have on the bench. He is. Whether MLS, he's veteran, knows how to win. It's definitely a good signing if he can get on the field and be healthy. But going back to him more, I mean, he has 50 appearances, first-team appearances in uh, Argentina. That's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I know. He's got experience. I, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was very excited upon upon seeing that, and I, and I really hope that he does get he does get used. Uh, the Argentinians seem to be a little more adept at defense than the Brazilians. <laughs> so, uh, so I am I am kind of excited to see see what he's got to offer. And you don't usually get a guy on loan and not play him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then also, also somewhere on there, we should probably talk about James Musa, who, uh, Bob, you were at the launch party tonight, and he was conveniently not introduced. Exactly. I think that has something to do with that uh, international spot that we that Peter said a couple weeks ago that we have open and people were curious about. But uh, yeah, he was not mentioned, and ro- rosters must be updated tomorrow. Is that correct? Roster compliance date is March 1st, which we're recording this on February 28th, unless it's already midnight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but that's a little bit misleading because that's roster compliance date when you have to be able to meet the roster rules. Right. That doesn't mean you have to cut by that time. Right. I think for it's sometime around June that you have to cut people if it's not going to be a guaranteed contract. For Musa, he takes up that international slot like you talked about, and we could use an international slot sometime in the next couple months if they sign a player because um, the transfer window is still open through May, I believe. So a lot of people get that kind of confused because most of the Europe transfer window closed a while back. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we can't get any players. No, it's the incoming transfer window, not the outgoing transfer window. Right. Well, I was talking to Peter Dave. Peter today was interesting. He mentioned this, and I didn't even say anything about it. He just mentioned it offhand. He said, yeah, we're looking at these first five or six games to see what we're going to need in the summer window. And I was like, oh, interesting comment. <laughs> so maybe that's that what they're looking himself, at. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah. So. I do I do think that they're probably um, – if, if we go back to a lot of comments that Peter made, was that they had – they were close to some players, and the teams didn't want to let them go right. because they wouldn't be able to – have time to replace them. Exactly. They were in fights for promotion, relegation, or whatever. I think that as they get closer to those seasons ending, um, they might be willing to let a player go. Because if you're already in the relegation zone and you're not going to get out of it, you might as well let a player go and pick up a few bucks. If you're in the middle of the pack and you're not going to go anywhere, you could let a player go and um, not worry about it. It's the guys who are fighting for the promotion or staying out of the relegation zone that can't at that point, uh, which is why we were able to get Russell. Uh, Darby was able to pretty much go up. I mean, they're not guaranteed, but they're in a really good spot to go up uh, without Russell. So they could let him go. So that's where we could still potentially get a player in the first transfer window that closes in May because then it's closed for like a month and then it opens back up in June, I think. I'll have to look at the exact dates. And Sam McDowell kind of opened up uh, a bit of Pandora's box tonight with with the dreaded dot 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 at the end of his tweet of, of you know he was mentioning that we might be getting rid of Musa for that international spot and we all know what dot 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 means let's not mess around <laughs> fairly well James fairly now, well now the, another thing that makes Musa expendable is that Felipe can play that D mid role uh, Brad Evans can play that D mid role. I want to say Graham Smith, who is their draftee, can play that D-mid role. Probably not nearly as good as Ilya. But they have another guy down at Swope Park who can play that D-mid role, Juan Cousin, Juan Kamal, or Cousin, 
right. who he's under a Swap Park contract, but he's a Sporting Academy player. And he went to preseason. Him and Felipe Hernandez were the two Swap Park guys that went to preseason, played almost every game, at least a, a, a chunk of every game. It looked pretty good until they got matched up with a full first team. Right. And yeah, then they kind of got ate up a little bit. But Kuzane is still with Sporting. Felipe, Her- Felipe Hernandez went back to Swope Park and went on their trip for preseason to oh, Indy. That's a good little tidbit. So Kazane is still, as of Tuesday, uh, was still with Sporting and getting an extended look even at home. Well, I think Fats can be with Mike for our walking encyclopedia here. <laughs> I think it's, it's a situation. <laughs> well, that could also be, you know, like we were talking about, if Brad Evans is going to be healthy or not, or if he's not fit for this week. You know, maybe he is still around just in case he, he's the one that comes off the bench if something happens to the rock-solid Ilya. Don't, don't even say that. Yeah, that's no, not even funny. It's not even funny. Stay healthy and he's got long sleeves. That's what we know. <laughs> he plays every game and he's got long sleeves. <laughs> yeah, let, let's be clear. Kazane is nowhere near Ilya right yeah. now. Right? <laughs> Nobody is. Um, all right, let's uh, – oh, oh, we didn't do uh, – let's talk about – over on the left side, uh, I guess Sinovic and Lobato is a bit of a... Why, is that a topic of debate? Well, really? Well, uh, what was it? Is it Doyle was the one that says he doesn't buy him? Is it, doesn't buy yeah, Matt Doyle and, and many other people around. What do you guys think? I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm all about, all about Lobato. I, uh, I, so, so, you know, I'm a Kansas City guy. Seth Sinovic, I love the dude as, as a... As a agreed, guy, agreed. And I'll be very sad if he ever leaves, but... But uh, Lobato, I, Lobato brings a, a bit of a flair, a little bit, a calmness, and, and an ability to bring the ball forward more so that I think Sinovic, maybe not lacks, but isn't is obviously not going to be as good as a former midfielder, former forward. Yeah, I agree, and I think in terms of getting forward, which kind of need to happen this season, like we see, you know, with even like Zuzi coming up from the back, we just need someone like Lobato who is constantly moving forward and looking forward and brings a little bit more of an intensity there than, you know, we see, I think, oftentimes with Sinovic. Hey, you know, you say forward, and that's right, but it's also penetration. I think he's a little more daring, a little more able to play those balls that do penetrate into the middle, mm-hmm. penetrate those spaces that, you know, Seth maybe is not as confident or competent in doing, too. Yeah. So I think that's the difference. He makes it a more two-sided uh, team. So, I mean, again, we love Seth, but he matches – Lobato matches Zussi for being able to go forward, and he also has that little relationship with Ely because he played there exactly. at Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, and the question is obviously going to be if if Lobato can keep the you know the defensive form and defensive shape that Vermees is going to require. Exactly. Not yeah. be easy. So I do. There's a line there. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll see. We'll see some Sinovic if as Lobato tries to figure things out maybe yeah. a little bit. No. And like somebody said earlier, matchup-wise, you know, depending on who we're yeah. playing, it may be a Sinovic thing, you know, yeah. So the, the one question about Lobato is actually Beasler to me. Beasler's never looked good when it wasn't Seth to his left side. That's true, yeah, I didn't even um, think about that. I, I don't want to say never looked good, but his worst season at center back was when Madranda was to his left. Yeah. Madranda was great at going forward, wasn't as good at team defense. One-on-one, it was great. But yeah, not we used necessarily to talk about team. that a lot. Whenever, I mean, even last year when they were – Backline was doing so well when those two got split up, you could immediately see a problem. Yep. So that may be the the key thing going down the road. If Beasler doesn't play as well with Lobato there, could uh, Amora step in or <laughs> somebody? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you also have Jimmy Madronda still on that list, so he's got. He's still. I mean, he he's probably on five spots. Yes, you know. Him and him and Brad Evans. (laughs) (laughs) Which yes, that also brings us to midfield depth chart as well. Uh, Starters are going to be uh, Gutierrez in the number ten ish. We hope. Uh, then Roger Espinoza, and behind him, Ilya, of course. Uh, and then, yeah, let's talk about Brad Evans, uh, if, if he's going to be the, you know, if, what, what is his, let's, what is his number one spot here? His number one spot here is leadership, okay. in my opinion. Okay. He's here for the locker room. Is, I'm totally that. serious. Yeah, I really won't argue with you there, Bob. A little funny, but it's true. <laughs> Especially if, if we're saying that he, you know, is showing his age in training and things like that, then yes. Yeah, he, earlier this week when Washington training, he's the 32, 33-year-old guy that looked more like he was 45 running around the field. Again, he's still kind of recovering from injury. I think his back is still hurting him a little bit. So, But he didn't play much last year because of injuries. I mean, that makes you ask why we signed him, but I guess it is the locker room aspect, I guess. Well, and, and the ability to play multiple positions when he's healthy, and that's going to take time. But Maybe we got him at a bargain. Yeah. If he plays 10 games for sporting, which is less than what he played last year for Seattle, but he comes in in 10 key spots, center back, right back, D-mid, uh, locks some games down, gets, you know, when they need to protect a lead going into the final 10 minutes, which they've never had a problem doing that before. Um, <laughs> sarcasm. Um, so if he can do that and come in and play 10 games or just 15 minutes of, of 20 games, you know, maybe his back holds up and we get through a season with him there. You know, he's really only got to play, what, 30-some-odd minutes to beat Justin Mapp. So. Right, yeah. Another aspect, too, perhaps, is, okay, we're trying to protect a one-goal lead. We want to throw another defender on, put an experienced Brett Evans out there. Also, good in the box, offensively and defensively. So that could be an aspect that he could assist with as well. Yes, so. We're not used to height and powerful. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has some size and tenacity. and Yeah. You know, he played for Seattle, so he's got to have some dirty tricks. Exactly, exactly. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> So Evans is probably Ilya's backup. Who who's behind Roger? Is it? I, I, it's Felipe, is it not? Well, what if Felipe <laughs> is playing? Hopefully Felipe it's, is playing. It's got to be Madronda, does yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, don't get me started on Jimmy Madronda, but it's got to be him. No, I want to a little bit. Do you want to? Well, okay. Because Mike started. Mike just turned, just stabbed me and turned the knife when he was talking about <laughs> in, in, our, in our group chat that. And Poor Mike, pick on him a bit. I think he's right. It seemed like only a year ago or a year and a half ago, Jimmy Madrano was still like, you know, one of the bright prospects. Like this guy, he could still be the guy here someday, you know. But after, five years now. Yeah, after last season, and you know, with some of these new additions, and it's just after all this time, it just it seems like his ceiling has is lowered greatly from even just in the middle of last season mm-hmm. a little bit. I think five years is enough to figure a player out and see where he's at. And he's a great sub, works his butt off, he's skilled, but just lacks that. And you were talking about mental strength earlier, Ellie, and I just really think that's where he lacks it. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean or negative. It's just you can just see it in his play. It's not a matter of yeah. you know, being mean or offensive. Yeah. It's like for any athlete at this level, this is that's something that you have to have figured out. It's the hardest part of the game, and 
if after five seasons, like you said, you're still bouncing around, still can't really lock in you know, where he's going or what exactly he's bringing. And like Cody just said, seeing his ceiling drop significantly after just like even in the last season halfway through, that shine just really just been starting to dull. And I, just, yeah. I still love Jimmy. He's still my fave. <laughs> He, and that is not to take away from how exciting it is when he does get in the game. <laughs> it's like a wind-up toy. He yeah, goes yeah. and goes and goes. Well, Which is, you know, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that that energy that just comes out and disrupts, you know, the momentum. He's sure. Flare. He's got that yeah. flair. He'll juggle the ball around some defenders. Uh-huh, yeah. Like I'm with you. I'm he's, with you. He's like the, my number one recruit when I have a three-on-three team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> three-on-three. Oh, for you sure. won for sure. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think we all are a bit – you know, Sonovic, Madronda, we love those guys. Just go out there and play, excuse me, alley balls out. And um, they just work their butts off, and you admire that, you know. Um, they just try as hard as they may, but you know, they just may not have some aspects that, you know, they need otherwise, but we, we love them. Okay, so so who is Gutierrez's backup? Madronda. I hope not. I hope not. Quasi, probably. Well, I think a lot of people have been talking about this, too. Uh, It's, you know, pitiful of me to do this, but in my article on the BlueTestament.com about the midfield today, um, I talked about how... uh, Croze, I mean, coming in to play the attacking mid, I think, is an option. And Peter mentioned this a couple of weekends ago, that there are some things that this team can do now with the additions they've made, flexibility in formation or just the way we play in that 4-3-3. And I think that's one part of it. Croze can come in and play that attacking mid, because that's where he wants to be anyway. Don't we all agree? It appears, <laughs> it appears so. he wants From to be there. Side, yeah, yes. and uh, that is an option, bringing I'm, him in. I'm really bummed because he played the – like the first three games of the se- the preseason in that number ten spot before we got Felipe, uh-huh. and but nobody saw it because they didn't right. stream those games, right. so we don't know how he actually did. Yeah, I mean, you know you got to give him a couple games to get used to the league and players and stuff like that. I would love to have seen those games and see you know was he laying some nice passes into guys who were just flubbing them or what was he doing? Um, is he really better at the wing than – we didn't see him, so I, I'm just very curious. So I want to see him in training to see how his passing is, you know, when they're doing small-sided games and things like that so I can kind of make a judgment for myself because uh, I don't think we'll see him at the 10 spot until – unless something happens. And I'm also not even sure if we're playing a 10. I think we're playing a 6 and two eights, <laughs> Or an 8 and an 8 and a half. I don't know. This is one position on the field where – we have a lot, a number of different people that can step in. Like uh, Christian Lobato is also a, num- a name to mention there. He, he played there once last year. Zusi. Yeah, uh, and then Gianluca Busio too is another one. But he'll, you know, he'll probably. He's the future. Yeah. 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 I mean, going back to Lobato, I think it's just smart. And Kerry Zavagna mentioned this to me when I interviewed him before a while ago. Just getting Lobato in a consistent spot, I think, has been key. Just get him where he needs to be comfortable, where he knows he's going to be, and just let him go. Yeah, I, I would. I, I really hope he does carve out that spot there, uh, at, at left back, and I, I hope that works out. I don't know how much longer Sestinovic was going to be able to hold that spot down. And yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Beasler can address them too, and they can find that. <laughs> if that is the uh, it is it is a little concerning because they've given up a couple goals in the last couple preseason games. So they did, but a lot of the. The rough part of the last game came when they changed the back line entirely. And when Portland was still going. Well, they 
That was when Portland brought in who's their new signing that they brought in and just scored two goals on us immediately. Armentero was yeah, it? Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Armenteros, yeah. But yeah. I think two of those goals were while the main back line was still in. The third one was when uh, right, right after that's the true. Guys came that's in true. That's true. Yeah, the second one was the scrum in the box. Him and Beasler scrumming together. Oh, and then, was, yeah. That was a slop goal. I'm yeah, not it was. It was. Yeah. Didn't clear our lines, I guess. <laughs> Preseason announcements. Um, all right, let's go on to let's move on to the forwards. Uh, we can talk about uh, well, it look, it, on the on the wings, it looks like looks like Johnny Russell's on the left and uh, Croze. Is on, Just call him uh, Johan. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. We'll call him Johan for now. Uh, uh, looks like he's gonna be on the right, whether he looks comfortable there or not, or if he's gonna stay there or not. He's gonna start on the right. Uh, but then the, there seems to be a bit of a question in the middle, at least especially this week with uh, Kyrie taking a bit of a knock. Uh, let's talk about who we who we think should be the starter uh, if if Rubio and Kyrie are both healthy. Who should be the starter? Well, I I mentioned earlier I'm excited that uh, Kyrie is coming on. I'm really excited to see what he brings up top. I you know his speed, height, just all around athleticism. I think is going to be a huge benefit to us and a huge threat to other teams. Rubio, it's just it comes down to consistency I think and whether or not he can just finish. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna have to go with Shelton, and that is given that he's healthy. Yeah, and when and you know, with with Rubio, when he jumped in immediately after the Dom Dwyer trade, he did score and he was yeah. scoring, and it seemed like all right, if we finally just have a guy that's going to eat up the yeah. goals that are. And it was too good to be true. It was. It was. Yeah, <laughs> he was he, the fast answer. He showed. He showed that there. He's not quite that consistent, but I do like. I'm I'm rooting for Kyrie here. I he, he like thinks differently, and has different ideas in that spot than. Than Dom ever did, than than Rubio does, and even like going like Yaler before him, like I he thinks he, he's, I think we're gonna look different with him up there than we have in, in years past, and I'm yeah I would like to see him, you know, his ceiling when he started being behind so much talent at NYC FC is I think why he kind of faded away, but I think I think with some years under Vermees is gonna do him very well. Yeah, and like someone mentioned earlier, his assists to Shallowy and preseason just showing that composure in and around the goal and you know creating options creating chances that you know ultimately result that's that's exactly what I was talking about that that one that pass that's like he thinks differently Rubio would have smashed it he probably would have got it on frame (laughs) would have sent it way over the bar I just he does he thinks differently a little bit that was calm and composed and yes crafty was a good word and sad. Okay. <laughs> I have to play contrarian here. Yes, we need to okay. we're, all, we're too Kyrie. All right, so now, I, now first I'm going to say positive about Kyrie. Uh, Patrick Vieira, in his first year in his rookie season, said he could be one of the best players in the league. He got in a funk last year. He was hurt last year, so he did pretty much very little last year. Crowd was down on him. I think he's a guy who probably just needs some confidence and some support in that regard. And he does bring some different things than what uh, Rubio does and or Dom did, for sure. Now, in Diego's defense, this is his first preseason with the team. The first year he was came in midseason, mm-hmm. didn't have much chance to adjust, was just starting to get some playing time, blew out his knee. Last year he didn't get a preseason because he was rehabbing the knee. 
it wasn't until the middle of the season, and then they trade Dom. They throw yeah, him in. He got thrown into yeah. the uh, He had a couple games down at Swope Park where he scored a really nice poacher's goal. Um, then he comes in. He scores a few goals. Everybody's doing okay. And then the entire team goes cold. Diego didn't go cold. The That's entire true. team went cold. Latif, who we just gave much love to earlier for, for, for losing him to L.A., missed two open goals. Dude, it was more than that. Latif <laughs> <laughs> was kicking balls out of open nets. He was it yeah. I mean, it's, it's like he was on their defense. Um, yeah. Again, we we love Latif, and we wouldn't mind having him. We wouldn't mind having him back. He's so, so cute. He's small. <laughs> he's, he's cute, but also one of the ugliest people I've like ever seen. Oh, oh, oh ouch! Ooh, edit. He's, he's, he's an odd-looking person. I'm sorry. He might have been a little odd-looking, but I just can't throw stones, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Oh, hey, I was gonna mention it. We haven't mentioned Gerso yet. The Gerso show. The Gerso show went. He went nowhere. No one showed up. It was an empty audience. As as Ali says, he was the Gerso no show, a Ger no show. After he got hurt, he disappeared. Again, he was a guy that was coming off of playing and then very little break before going into last year. Healthy and rested a little bit now. See, that's one of my worries about Russell right I now. I never said Dad was so that. compassionate. No. I'm sorry, Thad. <laughs> I, I care about some people. <laughs> okay. Not you right now, Robert. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dang, I Thanks, love. love. You, man. Uh, <laughs> I'll text you later. Um, I accidentally sent a text to Thad that was meant for someone else tonight, and I called him love, so I feel bad. Yeah. Said, Thanks, honey. Back. Yeah. <laughs> but now, back to Diego. Okay. If you look at the amount of goals he scored last year, even with – I am not letting that go. If you go back even and look at the goals he scored, even with the dry spell, and compare it to the number, the minutes and stuff against the rest of the league, he would have been about a 16-goal scorer, even with that huge dry spell. Okay, you're, if, you're bringing facts and, and I know. Logic. How dare he? Uh, <laughs> Bad bringing facts. If he was a 16-goal scorer at center forward, would we be whining about not getting another number nine? No. Hey. Or is it just because he was he went cold for five games when every single person on the team went cold? All right, I think it's time for a deal. If, if Diego Rubio scores 16 goals this season, I will buy you whatever dinner you want <laughs> anywhere. Well, there's the other aspect to that is, like, if he scores 16 goals, that would have been somewhat consistent. If he scored 16 goals in the first half of a full season and then didn't in the, none in the second half, then yes, people would be asking for that striker. And he would also be known as Dom Dwyer. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> but so yes, that that is valid. That you know, his time on the field, he you know, it averaged out to a solid season. But I, like like Ali said, I think it it showed a little bit of inconsistency that it. We can't necessarily count on him to be the guy. Uh, you know, we can't necessarily count on Kyrie to be the guy either. But it is going to be good that those two will be pushing each other. And that is the beauty of it right now is they're both fighting for that spot. They're both going to be giving it their all. Um, yeah, it, going back to Gerso now, can he compete with Quaze? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I wanted to talk about because a lot of people were uh, very disappointed and for good reason. It's, it's there for those first two games. Every touch that that he had was was poor and wrong, and he got shoved off the ball immediately. You talking about Jerso or Krause? Krause. Okay. Uh, 
And so, yes, I, there, that is a discussion that needs to be had of, of if Kraze can hold that position down because Gersa was getting paid DP money last year, like, and now he's on the bench. So there is some, there's two talented players right there that are going to be fighting for, for a spot. Well, whatever way it works out with those two, you're going to have a different type of player coming off the bench that can inject a different type of thing and put the opposing defenses on a different kind of mindset, you know, force them to adjust either way. But this is my sneaking suspicion on Kraze. I'm not a fan yet, but I think he's a wily veteran who says, okay, this is preseason. I'm not in shape yet. I'm not going to be giving it all yet. When it comes to game time, money time, I have a feeling he's going to be there. It may take a little while because he looks like he's out of shape to me. But I think it's he might be that kind of a guy. We've seen the highlights. Like, he is very good. He's had yeah. a lot of success, you know, in leagues that are, you know, better, you know, the same if not better than than, uh, than MLS. So uh, I there's reason to hope for him. But, yes, the, the people that were down on him, there, there was good reason. Cause he oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not yeah. good. And yeah. Then, no, he's, I would say he's had flashes, though, that has looked good, some passes and some controlling of the ball, some different things that he's done well. And that – there was a play this last game uh, where Doyle criticized him for not making a run because Zuzi made that pass. I I think that's less uh, he didn't make a run than a Zuzi and him are not on the same page. Right, yeah, not I, yet. I, yeah, I it takes time. I saw it too. I did not like how how much he was diving into that one little that one little yeah. play there. If, that was, just, that, was mis, that was preseason miscommunication, awkward moment. That's mm-hmm. supposed to, yeah, yeah. yeah Zuzi yeah. may not be able to cut it back at that angle, if, you know, on a one time kind of thing. But if he goes down and does what a lot of players would in that spot of turning towards goal, Kraze is standing at the top of the box. Perfect spot, wide open. <laughs> yeah, wide open. If he makes that run in and the perfect pass doesn't go to him and he can't perfectly one-time it at an angle towards goal, then it was a wasted pass. He may have actually been doing the right thing and Zussi may have done the wrong thing, but that's the way that we would have played it in the past. Well, yeah, that's that's where Burmese likes that early cross and preaches that that early cross, once you get to that spot, just poke it into the mixer. And, yeah, I think Krause was just waiting on, you know, more calm reaction to cut it back from the, that end line and, and pass it to him. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, the other factor, too, is Russell can go to the right side. So he actually likes playing on the right. Uh, we've You know, he's obviously starting on the left at this point. but So we could end up with any kind of mix of Shallowy, Russell, Krause, Gerso, we could st- we have three basically forwards that I mean two full lines of forwards that can go out there and start and would just give different a- aspects. Yeah, well, and that's, well, that's something we've never really had before, and it's going to be interesting because we have a coach who is known to not use substitutions. So it's that's one thing I'm really interested to see. I was hoping we'd get to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I think we were on the same page. There, there we go. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's got the option now of. This guy in on this position over here, and then you can rotate the whole team all around. So, I, I've been frustrated by his lack of subs in the past, but this year I think he's I think he's gonna. Be he's got the flexibility built into this team. You're talking about Johnny Russell going to the right, but he serves such a beautiful ball. He really does on the left. Mm-hmm. And just think about it, with Lobato and him on the left hand side, and you got Zuzi in the right, and we'll see what Croze or Drusso end up doing, but. You've got a lot of nice balls coming into the box. 
Can Shelton finish them off? Can Rubio finish them off? Can Felipe step up? Can, can, yeah, I mean, so I'm pretty darn excited about this season and what we've got. It's just a matter of is Peter going to, I mean, this is really the toughest part of being a manager of Peter Vermese. Okay. First of all, he's figuring out what he's got now because these guys came in late. And then it's going to be, okay, what do I do with it? What's the best way to use it? That's why he gets the big bucks, and we, I just hope he's a little more flexible, like you said, Cody, than he has been in the past and kind of uses what he's got there. We'll see. And let's go back to Shallow because his name came up just a second ago for the first time. Shallow, he likes him. I, lo- I, I think we all like we all like Daniel. We, I mean, he's so fun to watch. He is so excited. Every time you talk to him, see him in interviews, he is just he's happy to be here. He's you know happy to be a part of this program, this team. And he had a great season last season, especially, you know, being so young, 21 years old, came out, scored, what, eight goals? How many goals did eight, he nine? Um, Three in the MLS, was it four in the yeah, Open he Cup? Was, he was yeah. approaching ten, I, I yeah. think, across yeah. all yeah. competitions. Yeah, I'm doing so an article on him that will be coming out soon. But not like we're sitting in front of computers here. But, <laughs> Allie, Allie, the point is that I think you're eventually making here is that he is probably the best finisher on the team. Yeah, I mean, he... Again, d- despite his age and despite his <laughs> tendency to kind of – I see him a couple times looking like a deer in headlights. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, but he can – some of his finishes were so strong. I can't even remember one sloppy goal he, from Dino he, he can That guy can finish a breakaway. He just looks great and so comfortable. He showed me in this preseason at least that that passiveness and deer in the headlights might be gone. Yes. Because, like we were saying earlier, man, he any chance he got half of daylight, he was taking a touch and then firing it on goal. So he's he's very hungry. He was and <laughs> – No pun. <laughs> <laughs> I do that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's very hungry. And uh, I think he, he sees the urgency there with, with a big signing of Johnny Russell in front of him, and he knows, like, you, you know, you can see that he understands the situation here. He's going he's gonna to be fighting hard, and I, I'm, I'm excited for Shallow this year. I hope he, hope he gets some minutes. Watching him in training yesterday, he was the best finisher in the drills they were doing, consistently putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, he was just finishing everything. He's got that lethal Europeanness that, like, we don't have. Lethal Europeanness. I'm, I'm making that a phrase. Okay. Right lacking in MLS. Right that. <laughs> That's what you get when you get a Hungarian homegrown. Yeah. 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 Trader Pete. All sorts there. of possibilities here. Hungary. Anyway. Now, now, just because I'm trying to stir the pot a little bit more here, going back to preseason stats, Kyrie Shelton got most of the starts with the first team. I know. It's true. Rubio's How many goals did he score? I know. I <laughs> one? One? And one assist? Dad will not give up. <laughs> Diego got two. One of them was a PK. One of them was a PK, so point is irrelevant. That still equals the starts, the, the goals that Kyrie got? And he was mostly with the second team? I know, but I would argue... He was mostly with the, the, the midfield of two 19-year-olds and a 15-year-old? I would argue... Okay, one PK and then one beautiful ball fed in by, was it Russell? Yes, that he... But there, it was, there was more than one. He converted one of, uh-huh. like, seven beautiful balls that was, that was served. <laughs> and he got I was one, trying to help you, Cody. He got one start. <laughs> he got the one start here. He didn't even get the start because Kyrie started the game. So... Kyrie got more starts with the first team. I know, but also, I think when Kyrie got here, he was number two. And I think something that Peter Vermees saw changed that. 
Yeah. Now, again, I'm going to flip back for a second because I, I try to play both sides. I try to look at it very objectively. Yeah. I'm not in love with Diego here, although I do like the guy. Okay, Kyrie can play attacking mid, too, by the way. The yeah, Kyrie's another attacking mid option. Um, I'm not sure if I want that, but... <laughs> But Kyrie does, he tracks back farther. He's got more size and strength than Diego does at this point. I still think Diego's still fully recovering from that ACL. Because, like I said, he's just got the first preseason out of it. So yeah. it's a really good match. They are very close to each other. And I think, in my opinion, it would be very hard to determine. And I would almost put it up to which team you're going against and who's, which center backs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think they'll both be competing. And. Also, looking at those numbers that I was saying earlier about 16 goals, it would actually be closer to 18. Okay. Ah. All right. 1,000 minutes, 6 goals. So you're doing 3,000 minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this on the table. Stand, then? Of course goals? it does. I'm going to put this on the no, table. 16. Uh, he's not going to score 16 if he's sharing time with, with Kyrie. I don't know. Well, if, if Kyrie does. starts, I'm going to throw this out here, and scores a goal on a corner or a set piece, Kyrie's going to be God. Because we just on, on, didn't do that on last Sunday, year. You mean? Yeah. I'm oh, just saying oh, on a, a set header, piece. A, header, right. a set okay. piece. If he scores on a set piece, all praise. Sporting has not been good at headers, <laughs> with the exception of Opara, some when he's not hurt. Yeah. Kevin Ellis. Exactly. Which yeah. that's not an option anymore. And Latif. Ooh. Open cup, anyone? Yeah. That's my that's my number one wish list for for on Sunday is I want to see a a set piece header. That'd be nice. Right. So much beer would get thrown in the cauldron. Would it be going too far as to wish for a bike, a bicycle goal? Oh, geez. Well, yeah. But see, we did have people that tried that. We just we couldn't ever score. What, Dom did. every other time. On, oh, <laughs> I scored a bike last year. I know. So I'm saying. We, yeah, we have we have people that. That was an overhead kick, not a bike. It's Looks the, like it's semantical <laughs> here. It's the headers offset pieces that seem to elude us entirely. Ralph Macchio would have been proud. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, so I guess we're already there. We're already to the uh, game on Sunday. Uh, Bob, tell us something about uh, NYCFC. NYCFC, um, basically a mirror image of sporting as far as they like to press high. They play the 4-3-3. Um, they've gotten younger this year, which uh, is one new aspect for them. Uh, of course, the difference maker is you can't let uh, David Villa beat you. And they've got a David Villa. We don't. And... Um, you know, we're going to predict scores later on, but uh, David Villa, if he doesn't get a goal, then uh, we'll probably win. Yeah, uh, ESPN has them at number four in the preseason power rankings. What did they, I can't remember where they uh, crashed out of the playoffs. Did they not lose in the, uh, did they lose to Columbus? Okay, yeah, yeah. Did they lose was Col- losing to Columbus. That's embarrassing. Is that correct? <laughs> Is it embarrassing? <laughs> Okay. No respect for. It's Columbus. They're still in Columbus. Yeah, okay. they are. Yes. Yeah, let's, let's give let's them. Celebrate that. Yeah. The props Austin for that. <laughs> Save the crew. Yes. The not quite Austin crew. <laughs> uh, I saw today that uh, the pre-court group was running sponsored ads on Twitter for uh, the like under the account MLS two hmm. AX or oh, okay. you know, whatever. That Great. Anyway, back to NYCFC. Right, yes. Uh, They're not going to come into Sporting Park and, I'm sorry, Children's Mercy Park, oops, uh, and sit back. They're going to try and play their possession game. We're going to try and play our possession game. Uh, It could just come down to 1v1 battles. And they look different from last year in that uh, Pirlo is gone and who? (laughs) Oh, and Kyrie. Oh, and they got our, they got our, they got. 
Salah Abdul Salam. Is, uh-huh. yeah. is he their starter? No. Uh-uh. What no, made that trade even weirder was that they had a right back that they had just signed right before they traded oh, for right. yeah. for uh, SAS. So, you know, he's probably competing for that spot. Maybe they can, I don't know if he's played anywhere else for him, but I'm rooting for him. I always liked him, but with this team, it was he was it was just too good of trade bait to pass up. I think, especially when you can get Peter's dream number nine. <laughs> um, uh, is everyone is everyone going to be there on Sunday? Oh yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. With bells on. I. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't decided who's doing the recap yet, but I'm hoping to get some time in the cauldron because it's the first game. I'm hoping to get time on the field, so. All right, I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Final score. 2-2 two, two, final score? That's boring. <laughs> hey, I think I'll wear. That's safe. <laughs> Is that safe? Ellie, okay, safe, all right. Okay. Okay, all right. 3-1 right. sporting, scoring all four goals. Oh, <laughs> My wet dream. Oh. <laughs> what I like about both of those is that you had a scoring goal. We, we scored more than one goal in uh-huh. both of those, yeah, so yeah. I, I like that. It's not going to be a defensive game, I don't think. I think Opara scores on Tim. Uh, <laughs> on who? Why? So many curses tonight, you guys. He's, he's you saying should, it. He's saying I so wish you could see now. the looks I just got from everybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was very real. Like All of us were like, Opara Stop. scores like, on what? On Melia. <laughs> Oh, on Milia. Oh, Tim. Oh, okay. Everyone in this room just turned on that really Ooh. hard. Just, dude, stop. You're not sounding right. Okay. <laughs> Man, I support Diego, and I have some realism for the game. All right, so I said 2-2. You say 3-1. Allie? What do you got? Have to Don't go, go safe. I am going to say that we are going to remain solid on defense, and I say we go 2-0. Oh, you're wrong. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Shut out, Ed. I like the optimism. I'm an eternal optimist. What can I say? <laughs> I'll say two to one, sporting. Okay. With we'll goals, hey, okay. we do. We, we do have a pretty good record in home openers. Yeah. Yeah. But like, see, it as could I also be zero zero, and we still have a good record on home openers. Yeah, as I said that, I'm like, uh, are we gonna score two goals? I, I still don't know if I'm confident that we're gonna be able to. Score goals like we want to. Yes, yeah. we are. But it was definitely wishful thinking. But who cares? It's a prediction. Quite, honest, quite honestly, I think it's more zero zero game. Yeah, I just yeah. let's just not. That was the immediate thought in my head. But I can't. We, it can't be zero zero. Just don't be zero zero. Let's just not have a goalkeeper handball first game Sporting Park Chicago Fire goalkeeper handball and just ruin the home opener. Yeah. Let's yeah. just not do that. Yeah. Or a cow. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Any other final thoughts? cover everything? I just feel that this team has a lot of potential. I think it's just a matter of how the parts get put together. And, um, you know, Peter has said it's going to take five to ten games to see what we really have. And I think that's true. I agree. I don't think that Sunday's game is going to necessarily be a perfect indication of how the rest of the season is going to go. I think, you know, being at home is obviously an advantage for us. But I think, like Bob said, a lot of parts that just need to be put together correctly. And that's going to really tell us how the season's going to fare out. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for our, a new look, perhaps. You know, this team's been very stringent on his 4-3-3 system for all these years. And I think it might be interesting to see some of the, you know, more dynamic players. And, you know, if Kraze is going to, you know, not behave exactly like a winger, perhaps, if he's going to have a little more free range. 
is Gutierrez going to do exactly what Benny did, or you know? So it is, I'm, I'm excited for a new look. That's that's going to be very interesting. Well, you mentioned new look. I think the midfield's going to look a lot different without Benny. Yeah. I really think that even uh, two of the three are the same. Right, right. I just think that uh, Benny was a pretty much a deep line playmaker, and I really think Ilya can really fill that spot. And uh, I think I think Felipe is really going to be a, a wild card for us. I think he's going to be a game changer for but us. Like you said earlier, uh, Benny just had that identity. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Losing that is going to be pretty obvious. Do you want to go through Sporting Kansas City Defender of the Year predictions, MVP, no, leading okay. score, yeah, anything was, like that? I was actually going to say let's go for some predictions for the year. Anything okay. Crazy wild or not so crazy wild? Um. How about well, let's who who's gonna be the uh, newcomer of the year? Oh, I think it will be. Well, okay. The guy they signed. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about that. The guy they signed in the summer window. <laughs> yeah, I think aesthetically it'll be Felipe. I'm really excited about this player. I think he has a lot of abilities that maybe he hasn't been allowed to show yet, and this might be his his place. Um, him or Johnny Russell? Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell. Yeah, I would almost lean towards Johnny Russell just because Felipe may do his job so well because, again, he's not going to be a true number 10. Mm -hmm. I think he might do it so well that he just kind of flies under the radar a wee bit. So Russell will be a little bit more flashy. The He'll do the flips after goals. <laughs> have the, the sexy Scottish bro. Well, let's hope we get some personality on that field. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's the guy that has the personality. Um, the tattoos are a good indicator of that. Oh, also tonight at the uh, party, so I'm standing in line to wait to, just to meet Johnny, and this one girl walks up and looks at him and says, he is good looking. You guys are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Tonight. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, I would just like to point out that you, there's twice we've referred to Johnny's good looks and also that I resemble him. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's so hot in here. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Woo! <Jeez. laughs> Well, my prediction is that I think Shallowy will have the most goals this season. Ooh, I like it. I, I like that one. I think over Rubio. I think over Shelton. I think he's gonna. I hope that doesn't mean though that someone had to get hurt for him to get that time. I would like. No, I would like to see point. that he just yep. beats someone out. Michael repeat his defender. And, let oh, me sorry. just say that is how I. Right. No one is getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, that is where my. Ike will repeat as Defender of the Year for us. Ike will be. Ike will be, yeah. For sure. Okay. My weird, crazy prediction for the year. Weird, crazy prediction, go. I don't know what the number is, but Espinoza will score more goals than he has in the entire career put together. You well, probably are right. Good which, point. Oh, oh, put together. Oh, okay. <laughs> which still, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I said I didn't know what the number was. Yeah, I didn't look it up. We should have, we should have done that. Where's our fact checker? Yeah. <laughs> really bad. But still, that number can't be higher than, like, but Seven? I think you're right. But it, that yeah. would be pretty remarkable if he scores more than two goals. And you know, I, is this the first time we've mentioned Roger almost all night? Uh, we we discussed him a little. bit. How does Roger still fly under the radar after all these years? I mean, yeah, yeah maybe he's lost a step, but I love him. That was awesome. one thing I, I meant to bring up earlier. We saw in preseason he seemed to be 
in a way more advanced role. Was he not I in the agree. box like infinitely? That he had a tap-in goal. Mm-hmm. Our, our our central midfield. He was right offside, up. but you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there were uh, there were several times that he was the one that was like the farthest forward in the box, and I think that's you know one of that dynamic of him figuring out where to be mm-hmm. behind or you know working with Gutierrez as opposed to right. Fellhaber. Well, that's, right. And that's that's the strength that uh, Felipe will bring to the team is he can be the number eight, he can be the number ten. If he, he's, well, if he's good at number ten, perhaps, but he can be either one of those spots. So Roger has the freedom to go forward. It'll be much less a attacking mid situation than it'll be two attacking mids, mm-hmm. two two box to box midfielders at the same time and the same guys because they're pretty much to me they're kind of mirror each other. Just Felipe has much better attacking skills and. Yeah. Roger's much more the hack you down guy, but they're very is, similar but, otherwise. But Roger can create. He he's definitely the uh, an enforcer, he, but like, he's, he's scored, very crafty. He's got some. He's, he can he can open up a defense pretty quick. If you look back to last year, Shallowy's first two goals, if I remember correctly, were assists from Espinoza. Mm-hmm. All right, crazy wild prediction. They will not go sporting flat. At the end. At okay. the end, okay. there will be a summer signing and. Uh, that's two predictions. Third one, <laughs> right, yeah. we uh, we have a home playoff game. Well, that we've we forgot to mention that you had a little tidbit from your conversation with Vermees tonight hmm. that he unprompted brought up a conversation of trying to find someone in the summer window. Yeah, I said, Peter, you've been talking about how you're going to need five or ten games to figure this team out, and he unprompted said, and to figure out what we need to do in the summer window. I was like, oh, okay. There so that plus the James Musa stuff, right, has me has me feeling pretty good. Plus Sam McDowell and the star saying that dot, dot, dot. if they're going to uh, make an acquisition in the summer window, it ain't going to be a small one. Was his implication? Right. We all know Sam knows. That's just it. Sam knows. Sam knows because they Sam tell gets vetted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They need yeah. they need publicity in the star, so they feed him the information. <laughs> We're, the not We're not salty. We're not salty about it. The rest of us work for that info. <laughs> we love you, Sam, though. Sam, and, and in fairness, Sam's a good writer. He's been the best beat guy for the star. Sam is very good. So Thank you, Sam. So who hasn't given their wild, crazy prediction? I don't give all of them. Cody, did you give I a wild one? I didn't give one. Uh, how about... He's going to be mistaken for Russell out in town? You <laughs> <laughs> need, need a lot more tattoos, Cody is buddy. going to get... He just told me, he whispered in my ear that he's about to go get tattoos this weekend to yeah, we just further him. the yeah. image. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I think the news there is he whispered in your ear. <laughs> <laughs> I was We're sharing the mic, all right? No yeah, more you two connect very each other. close. Um, we can't move the mic because it creaks. So <laughs> We're trying to give you the best sound quality possible. I, uh, I am trying to figure out a way to get Gianluca Busio. You just uh, want to as, say John Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I just wanted to pronounce his name like that. Right. Uh, I think he's going to get playing time this year. Uh, um, amounts that is more than just throwing him at the end of Open Cup. I say I think. I'm, like, like I said, I was, I'm trying to figure out a way for it to happen. As in, I, think, I want it to happen. Okay. I would love to have for him to get some playing time in MLS this year for nothing else, just to, you know, get the notoriety. Exactly. Uh, would you like to hear the little G- Gianlang Busio story from last year? You yeah. did. <laughs> okay. At Sporting, the uh, the Ball Kids are Sporting Academy players usually. Last year, I was shooting a game. I turn around, I look, and I see Busio sitting there. This is before he signed as a homegrown player. And I go, so how long before you're out there? He goes, next year. 
<laughs> and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then wow. a month later, he's signed. And yeah, see, I was referencing that story. I've heard that story. I like his determination. I liked, I liked uh, him getting a shot in preseason a little bit. Uh, I'm, I, I would love to see him get some time. And one thing I, I think I'm Americans just... don't, don't throw people into the ring enough. Like this league isn't that good that we need to be worrying about like ruining his career entirely. If he's that, if he's that good, if he's got prospects to go overseas, then like let's see what he's got. I want to see him play. I'm just jealous of his hair. He's that's a good hair. That's, that's a soccer player's yeah. hair. For the record, Bob's jealous of anybody's hair at this point. <laughs> All right, Ben. Got it. about that dinner. <laughs> Honey. Uh, I, <laughs> I do think Busio will see some good time at Swope. I think you'll see a midfield of him, Kazane and Felipe Hernandez, a lot down at Swope. Uh, you'll see a lot more academy kids down there. And they will not probably perform quite as well this year. But that will set Busio up for getting a little playing time. I don't think it'll be much, but I do see him maybe next year getting some serious time. He's still 15. He's still a baby. He's, he's not much bigger than Allie. And <laughs> I'm five foot one and a half for reference. <laughs> okay, he's okay. He's like so. four or five inches taller than her and yeah. more hair. And more, he's got he's got the just saying something. He, he's got the he doesn't have his man muscles yet. That's that's for mm-hmm. sure. Like he's still got he's still ripe. <laughs> and I think he's put on 10 pounds from last year, too. But yeah. He did? I don't know that. I'm just oh. saying he looks like he kind of... Well, the one that I was amazed at how bulked up he looked was Jalen Lindsay. Jalen Lindsay looks, yeah. like a, like, looks like a linebacker now. <laughs> um, All right. Sporting yeah, will not one. win the Open Cup. That's my other wild and crazy prediction. That's a wild and crazy one at this point? They yes, they won't. won't will not. No. Well, I like they that we not. win it so much that it's a crazy prediction. <laughs> yes. that we yeah. won't. I'm fine well, it's, with a, that. it's an off year. Yeah, it is. Every other year, man. Well, isn't it if we're following that last pattern, shouldn't we win MLS Cup this year? We screwed that up when we won the Open Cup in Philadelphia. We should oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and Kai Kamara will switch teams one more time. <laughs> At least one more time. This year? This year. Before the summer window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we are, like, right at an hour here, so if anyone is still listening, we thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for your dedication. We've had fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're all, we're all, yes, we're on preseason here as well. We're going to try to do this regularly. Uh, hopefully it'll be a, a weekly thing, if not more so. So, um, yes, look for this in the future. Uh, we'll see you at Children's Mercy Park. Um, any last words, anyone? Drinks Glory next time. City for hope. Nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can they come up with a better saying? I yeah. Okay. As a copywriter, anyway. as a copywriter full time, it's my job to write taglines. Not impressed. <laughs> not impressed. Right. And, and, and I know you're trying to close it out, Cody, but also not impressed with the new kit. Oh, it looks okay. Opening. It looks okay. We should have talked about that already. But it should have been blue. Or at least have blue in it. I like a black. I like it. I like it. Third kit, black, total, and silver. I wouldn't have cared. One of the two primaries should have blue in it. Well, we don't have a third kit anymore. That's the problem. No, we're not allowed to. It's been I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But, but I'm just stating my opinion. I the wish kit should have blue in it. I would I'd at least be happy if the silver was blue. Since they talk about Argyle, it's got like the thing, the Argyle things on it. I wish it had it actually in the jersey. There's no actual Argyle in it. Ooh, Bob got one. He's throwing it on. By the way, I see, that's nice. That's... But 
And, and the way they got around the Argyles, they, they added it into the behind the crest. They, there's little diamonds within the crest, and that just doesn't do it for me. In the in the logo, in the Ivy no, Funds logo, there's little diamonds. Yeah. The three Argyle thing that needs to be in the back of it. I, I wish that was more prominent, but I do like it. I like I like the black and silver. And they, quite honestly, they tried to use that little three Argyle pattern in another spot, and they weren't allowed to. Really? That's that's insider info. Where? Tell me. On the shorts instead of the sporting logo. Oh, really? And uh, I think they were told that nobody else in the world does it, and they were like, yeah, that's a problem. That's why they wanted to do it. So, yeah, I was kind of talking about that yesterday with somebody, and hopefully I can get a little better info that I can allow, be allowed to share. Sometimes I talk to people and I find out a lot of stuff that they say, oh, yeah, but you can't say it. <laughs> that is a treasure trove of knowledge, and he can just never, he never says it. He's not allowed to say it because he's too nice. So many thoughts. If you say it after you, if somebody tells you you can't say it, you don't get the information the next time. The way I see it is two years from now I can say it because the time, you know. Well, two we go. Years, a long time. We go back and forth on this one, where you 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 don't say the info because you want to get info in the future. But does that happen enough? Where are our scoops for you being a good guy and not divulging information you shouldn't? I want scoops. We get some. Okay. Well, we'll get more of this here. There's a new regime in the front office, something we didn't talk about. A bit of a new regime. New people left. We get uh, new faces to deal with. If we get more viewers, they'll feed us more scoops. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what the idea here is with, with the pod. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, we will see everyone out at Children's Mercy Park on on Sunday. Go sporting. Go sporting. Anything to take, just put on the